Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of Utopia to Me, with me, your host, Chris Locke. Hey, how's it going? Good to have you back in the uh, ear zone. Uh, You know what? I was this close to calling Utopia to Me the ear zone. Aren't you glad I didn't? Um, Anyways, episode one of the ear zone, aka episode 57 of Utopia to Me. This is a good one. Uh, Do I sound tired? Man, still uh, learning how to be a dad. Uh, So if, you know, I sleep on and off, it's pretty weird, but this is how we do it. So sometimes you'll hear me and you'll be like, is he okay? I don't know. I don't think I am, but I'm trying. Here's the thing. This episode is so good. It's uh, Elvira Kurt, and it was very fun hanging out with her. Uh, She's such a lovely person and funny comedian. So I'm just going to not talk too much this time because... uh, yeah, I got to get breakfast. I'm still in my PJs. My cat's outside. It's looking in the window and wants to come in like, man, just because you have a baby, you know, you can't forget about me. Let me in the house. Uh, Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, I will. But the thing is, is also I'll get breakfast while uh, you guys listen to a uh, super fun chat I had with, like I said, very funny, very uh, awesome Elvira Kurt. So here we go. Sit back and enjoy there and then you nice. just roll like that isn't okay. this nice and comfy this is so nice and comfy i like it a lot uh i just want to say um before we get going actually i'm out of breath because of what you brought <laughs> over to my house i just realized that doing running around sitting down because you asked me what we wanted right or what we like to eat what, and yeah. i said indian or mexican right and you went to your favorite indian restaurant and brought not just a dish, but you brought like a whole Indian buffet for me and Kathleen to eat okay. as a gift. <laughs> what I'm, the hell? I'm taken aback by that, <laughs> how surprising that is. Yeah, well, it's so kind. It's mega I, kind. I, it just feels like what you, it's a, let there be a lesson to everyone who's got you know, new parents on the horizon. I don't know. It feels like the right thing to do. It's very nice. Yeah, we were new parents. You're right. And then we also like to eat all the time. Right. Because it's we're perfect. constantly worried about the baby eating first. Right. That's what you mean, right? That it, That is it. Like, I, as I said but, to well, you. My point is there's people out there that we'd be like, I like Indian food and they wouldn't even bring you one pakora. <laughs> you gotta drop those people you gotta cut those people out of your life yeah that's a good test eh? it would be or even worse if you told them you liked indian food and they bring you one pakora like yeah it's... and you're like where's the rest and they're like is crumbs on their shirt right <laughs> i mean it was so good it smelled so good in the car well i just want to say and everybody that listens to this podcast i think at this point this is about 57 episodes in wow 
uh oh yeah you're you're in there uh, yes this is like a huge podcast everyone's <laughs> done it and i'm way deep like you <clears throat> had to wait i don't know what oh i couldn't get a hold of you <laughs> yeah liar <laughs> no it's like i said i'd forget who That's is right, in the world right. unless i see they're right in front of something you. funny on facebook you're or like something. a kitten with without object permanence yeah, yeah i'm definitely like a kitten i'm probably gonna jump off this balcony <laughs> and see how my legs do <laughs> well that, that explains the collar with the little bell yeah you just get a little harness on you yeah if you guys you to the yeah if you hear a bell during the podcast it's just the thing i'm trying <laughs> yeah kittening kittening it up for sure but yeah so you're on here and uh i'm i might fall asleep because of the mega indian lunch that you brought me but I will get this down on recording just so everyone knows. Oh, I was going to say everyone listening knows that I'm an Indian food freak. Right. So everyone, your guest today is Elvira Kurt. She brought an Indian buffet for me and my lovely wife, Kathleen, to eat before the podcast. So thank you very much. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, you're welcome. It, it was. It, I wish you wouldn't make such a big deal out of it. It's, <laughs> it was the easiest thing in the world. It's not like I made it. You're gonna then go home be like, talking about. Yeah, yeah. It. But you're gonna still. You're gonna go home and be like, man, this guy kept ta- like thanking me for I Indian know, food. So, so was, embarrassing. You made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to just help out, help the new parents. It's true though. Eh? Right. Sometimes when you do something nice, people thank you to the max. You're right. like, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I hit that T extra hard, all right, uh, but I, I do. It does make me feel a little bit like I've, I've been. Have I just been really shitty up until now? Uh-huh. That it'd be so unexpected. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's no, like, the answer is no, Chris. <laughs> no, Alvira, you're a good I don't person. Know if you've been that shitty before. <laughs> Come on now. You've never been shitty to me. You've always been extra, super duper nice. So uh, yeah, I, I'm glad I, you could be here, and we're going to talk about your utopia. But before, okay, sure. Oh, there's the baby. Oh, there's the baby. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. She's been angelic up until even that is probably just an angelic little. Yeah, they have cry. this weird thing, um, where they cry, but you're if you're the parent, you can still find something in it that you like. If, of course, like it's this weird it's siren true. thing where you're like, "That's my baby." Right. Well, it's <laughs> that way that you know. Remember with March of the Penguins, they're all identical, but they their calls are just subtle enough that the mom can hear the really. I never saw it from. Oh yeah, because I oh didn't want to get so sad. Look, I know why well, I, I was okay. So we're sort of getting distracted so because cute. she's adorable. Kathleen is got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our daughter in a little snowsuit, and she's going out she for a walk. So cute. And there's no snow, but you keep her warm, right? No, you got it because it's it's colder than it looks, and they're just oh my gosh. Show her her face one more time. One in this more time, snowsuit. I got to see her with the little the thing. Only she is so cute. <laughs> she's just lolling about because she's high on milk right now. <laughs> she's high on milk, and she's bundled Look up, at that face. comfy. She's what's amazing to me is that she is exactly the half of each of you she I, you, you can you, see oh that my, absolutely we're not sure really no <laughs> generic baby nice That's sometimes great. i think she looks like uh winston Churchill. great so the so the bonding <laughs> is going a little bit it's taking slower than normal well i uh, i appreciate it she's always giving me great cigars to smoke <laughs> Nice. I'm, uh, uh, when Madeline was an infant, we I thought uh, she looked like an old man. They do go through this stage, like Rob Corddry is who she looked like. She had oh, this sort yeah. of ring of hair. That's so funny. Right yeah, I watched the birth. Like we, like I, we were talking about before we started. We did a home birth, and uh, so I watched how that 
the head makes that weird little peak so it can edge its way out of the vagina yeah, and then it's in the and then it does this big pop and reveal. Oof. So I saw that big head pop and right. reveal and this sweaty red old man just turned around <laughs> in my wife's <laughs> vagina and just started screaming at me like <laughs> and I was like, my baby. <laughs> That's great. It was really scary. That's touching. No, it is. It's horrifying. Yeah. They say it's a miracle, but it's when not she when goes up, I'll always be like, when you were born, you were a little old man. Right. You've yeah. already got it's like the Benjamin Button. That's totally where Fitzgerald got his idea. I'm sure. He saw a real baby being born. He's like, right. Are you sure this isn't a trick? That's an old man. <laughs> All right. Bye. You're going for a bye. walk? Bye. Bye, baby. Bye, Kathleen. Bye, uh, baby and Kathleen. This is a very nice, intimate, candid uh, uh intro to the so podcast sweet. for everybody it is. wow and then a wolf man just jumped vertically <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the thing now since the baby's been here the uh, cats get spooked Jumping. more easily for sure well look Nothing's at that the tail. same anymore that is a total question mark yeah and and puffed out to the well, the limit i love it um so let's talk yeah, okay. about um everybody listening already probably knows everything about you but Let's talk about what got you to this point. You're a st- stand-up all over the world. Uh, you've done it. Per- well, you went to Budapest. I, d- I did. <laughs> I went to the home country. Yeah. Took it. Took it back home. And then uh, you did. You had pop culture to hear. Yep. Which we found out was ten years ago, which is insane yeah, to know, me. It's so crazy. Uh, we worked together so one day on Strombo, which we was did. fun. Oh my God, you were so brilliant. Your stuff is so funny. I mean, this is what people are here for. They're for you. Every, everyone else, everyone you have on the show. Is, I hope someone from CBC listens to this episode. I don't know if they will. They won't. <laughs> you know who does, though? Who does? Uh, Comedy Network. Oh, nice. Hey, guys. Hey, Sarah Fowley. Hey, oh, well, I don't know about Sarah. Hey, oh, Bill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she will now yeah the gays find each other oh that's nice um but yeah what else have you been up to lately we've done stand-up shows together and you're, yeah. you're just a huge draw i, everywhere. I don't know like, chris it you're, it, it you're a canadian classic a classic i yeah. like it i like it i don't know i don't feel that way i feel the same as you know anyone uh, when, out on a, a, an open mic i just i feel lucky that i'm still getting to do this yeah. thing that i love and this is how i make a living i feel like that's the achievement i i've never really you know i didn't have a plan and know where i was going i know i wanted to um uh, uh reach as wide an audience as possible which is really the only thing that has um caused tension for me personally because oh, really? I've, I, that's been a desire like get you know reach the widest possible audience but my choices have always been uh, narrow, really narrow focused, right? Like if I'd wanted to be uh, as w- widely known as I could, I wouldn't have, I would have um, chosen to, um, the the, st- the way I would have gone about either my career, like, the, and, uh, and, and the kind of comedy that I would have done, I think would have been more uh, broadly appealing. So it's something that I, I grapple with in therapy, right? My, my therapist is always like, but you know, you got to make your expectations match your, your choices because all of your choices have consequences yeah if you went broadly as you say i don't know an example but specifically you have one in mind for sure but you would probably not be enjoying a wider yeah, success if be, you weren't being 100 percent true to what you wanted to it, do well that's that's the truth that's absolutely the truth so it's hey I, you're talking to a weirdo man Right. Well, that's one of the things I think I love about you yeah, oh, is your weirdness. So. But I, I, I can appreciate what you're saying for sure because, you know, 
you can see people that are like you know whatever yeah okay yeah we could we yeah we go down that road but it's interesting like there's also a time and a place like maybe and i don't know this for sure and i actually don't have uh, anyone in mind specifically when i was uh, speaking about myself i remember mm-hmm. the first time i went down to la and i'm sitting uh, opposite an agent at william morris and you know talking about options and possibilities and he was like well you know just whatever you do don't don't be gay. I'm like, but you know, which was the strangest thing since I'd already been out in Canada. So it was like yeah. an odd, but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And so now that's to, really bad to, well, it's not, I don't was know that, that what, I, it's not a judgment that? call. That would, would have been in, it was a ju- well, I'll like judgment the, call it. All right. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, uh, that, it was like the, that really ambiguous the, agent is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What, that was, was uh, that was probably the, like 94 ish yeah. is when I went, down and i've been going down there for a while before i moved there uh permanently but to to bring it back around to why i even went uh revisited was when you said i'm i'm a weirdo but it depends on the time and place right like you had been a weirdo back then when you know they didn't want you to be who you are necessarily Mm -hmm. it would have been rougher but now i think to be a weirdo is actually a selling point yeah yeah this is uh, speaking about how you constantly have to evolve to keep up with what is popular in comedy, yeah, 20 and years yet ago. still yeah. stay true to yourself. It's really I find it challenging, but it's why it's why I love it. It is hard, but one thing I think. Well, twenty years ago, I was, uh, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have said I'm a weirdo out loud as easily, right? But I'm, I still am like a hetero white guy, right? Which can like you know, back then even still, right, has uh, more carte blanche. Then, sure. Today, that's called a cisgendered male. Yeah, I I chose to. I think this is the men's that I like while I was in. in the, what does that mean? Like when I'm in the womb, I'm like, uh, okay, here I go. I make my choice I myself. Know. I don't know where it starts. Does okay. it start back in the womb? I have no idea. Or, or do you come out sort of again this blank slate, and then stuff gets imposed on you? I don't know. Like if your parents had raised you as a as a a. a I don't know. As a, a biracial girl, how would you would you would you know? Like, what, right? That's what. Yeah, I don't know. All about. It's really know. soupy. It is soupy. when Kathleen That's was pregnant, word. and we knew it was a girl already, right. but we weren't like talking about it as much. With out in the open, people would be like, "Is it a boy or a girl?" And I'd say, uh, "Or." Are they, are they like, are you going to find out? And I'm like, we're, we're going to give our child our privacy. Nice. That's so good. <laughs> like they you are a weirdo. That is <laughs> so, that is like the least straight white guy response ever. <laughs> you must be so comfortable in your masculinity. Uh, me? No, I don't know. Who knows? That's what that strikes me as. But I was just, my point was, is like, yeah, I guess, unfortunately, um, be, being hetero white, I, I still would have been okay like 20 years ago right. whereas like yeah we're finally um kicking doors down in so many other areas right. just now which is funny because i thought when i was in high school i was open-minded and my friends were open-minded right. so you just and you're in toronto which is already like yes, a pretty right. open For city sure. yep. so you already just assume the world is like that and right. now that in 2016 that we still have these mega weird social issues right you're like but i thought you know what i mean it's yeah, kind of yeah. confusing it is confusing and then you know you, you also have to consider that you know next to the state of america right now we are suddenly crazy progressive seeming right but that's what i mean like i thought america was like you know you could 
skateboard on a half pipe and shoot a gun and eat Doritos all in the same afternoon. Right. Which and, you can. <laughs> which you actually as still. As long as yeah. you believe in Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, I can't believe uh, that, uh, you know, whatever. We don't. Everybody are, Everybody that listens to this podcast already knows what we're going to say about okay. that. But I'm sure. But yeah. So it's like. How do you. If, if you know what your audience is going to. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. (laughs) You narrow down, you whittle away the things we can talk about. You guys know that. I actually have no idea who listens to this. The numbers are good and I have no idea. But I feel like if you've listened to me talk for 56 episodes, you're not like a weird, staunch fundamentalist Christian Republican weirdo from America. Right. Unless you, you like that's who you are and you're closeted about being a Chris Locke fan. Yeah. It's the last bastion. Yeah, get weird. Oh, Tell your parents you're weird. A closet weirdo. <laughs> Come out of the weirdo closet. You'll get destroyed. <laughs> you Weirdos will. can't can't vote for Ted Cruz. Oh, jeez. Or whatever. Yeah, no one's talking about Trump anymore. They're just talking about Cruz now. Everyone's scared of Cruz. It seems like the Trump thing is... Has it crested? I don't know. I Maybe, but also people just don't want to talk about him anymore. Anyways, yeah, we got know. on a mega okay. tangent. Did we? I, I don't know. Because, but that's what we do. Uh, it, all right. Well, the audience knows. I sort of see yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's listening. The audience knows You're how this goes. You're rolling your eyes by now. Oh, Chris. <laughs> but, yeah. So that is a thing you actually talk about with your therapist. I find for, that interesting. For sure. Well, the reason I started going in, into And therapy, I also, sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm very interrupting. I'm appreciate that you see a therapist oh yeah no it's i don't know that i could manage without i mean i it's not something that i would want to impose on on a lover you know what i mean like you got you you need someone on your team that is uh that you can go event and unload to and they don't have to hold all your shit right that's that's really the the point and you know i i i didn't think that i needed it I, i remember having seen one earlier in my life, you know, for vague sort of unhappiness and, um, and always thinking while I was sitting there, I don't, I know better than this mook. Right. And, (laughs) and obviously that's my coping mechanisms were still working. And then there came a time when, when I, I had to admit that, that they weren't. And, and the reason I started going to therapy was I was having, uh, confidence crisis of confidence on stage, right? It was deeply, um, uh, insecure about how I was doing, uh, you know, my shows would, they would swing wildly between I have an amazing show or I'd have a horrible show and, and an amazing show would sustain me. And then a horrible show would be a uh, catastrophe. Yeah. So the swinging back and forth, that was becoming, uh, unbearable. And this was, you know, I've been doing it now at that point, like, uh, 20 years already. So I would have thought that that was something I had under control. So that's why I went to therapy and it was a way to back in because obviously, you know, the, the, that was just a a symptom of all the underlying stuff and it takes a while to get to it. The first three years were just about, so let's figure out how to, that's interesting. A way to, uh, a perfect like toe dipping would be to, like you said, back in, Make it about professional first. Right. If I'd known, that's what I was doing. Oh, right? Like, oh. I, this is only in hindsight that I see it. I don't go to a therapist, but everybody says I should. 
Why does everyone say you should? Who, who are these people who don't bring you food? Tell you to, you were hanging out with a very critical, non-supportive crowd. I, I to be honest, this group of people I've never even seen their face. They just wear these dark cloaks. There's a shadow covering. So the only people listening, and they're just filled with Schadenfreude. They just want you to. The only people that listen to this podcast are the shadow people the from shadow people from below the ground. Nice. Yes, yeah. and who want the Schadenfreude? They don't even want you to succeed. They all this speak in one voice. They all go, "Don't go to the." Therapy. It's really Is that scary. what they sound like? <laughs> no, but I mean, like close people close to me. Um, if yeah, but do they give they, you reasons why why you should? Like you should know. Well, maybe I almost like bring it up because I'm like I catch myself ranting mm. about same sort of stuff I've been fixating on all my life. Okay, you know? and they're like, yeah, talk to someone else now, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I see. Yeah, yeah, I can't help you, man. All right. So yeah, let's. That, this is a good jump off into your okay. utopian world. Sure. And uh, I am going to say yes. to the people listening, the last few episodes we've been digressing like crazy. Check it out. I'm getting back into it. Yeah, okay, look at you. So reroute. Your utopian world. Okay. Um, yeah. But so would you have therapy there or would you and this world can be anything it doesn't no, even no, have to be the I planet know. Earth. i know is would you be 100 percent well adjusted or would you want to feel that i don't know well yeah I, I mean yeah I, I do see what you mean and i get the extent of the possibilities <laughs> I, the closest i've come is that i do this with my kids right like as i was telling you it's a way yeah. um especially my daughter had a uh, real transitional worry from wakefulness to sleep, which is the hallmark of being a kid, right? Because yeah. as an adult, there's no anxiety about transitioning. Yeah, like, how quickly sleep. can I get to sleep? So it is uh, something to experience a kid who has a, a real, um, who's kind of gripped with fear at the thought of like, how do I stop being awake and how do I get to sleep and is it going to be okay? And one of the things we would do is invent a, you know, like, think about something comforting. She wouldn't know what that is. I'm like, let's, what kind of world do you want to live in? And she'd be like, Candyland. Yes, Candyland. It's amazing. And not just the game, but it yeah. is a world made out of candy. And oh, they, I love this. Yeah, right? Like, the clouds were cotton candy, and we would ride these uh, gummy horses that were big, like, that would fit us because we we're normal size. Yeah. But then the, you know... The, all the the grass and the vegetation; those will all be uh, different kinds of candy. Like the tree trunks would be Twizzlers, and you know the lakes would be filled with. It depends because it wasn't yeah. always sweet things. Sometimes we, you know, because we like salty snacks, there would be, you know, the grass would be pretzels and so that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, it's gotten now. We just do it for fun sometimes because yeah. she's not. She's at ten. She's able to uh, get herself to sleep better, and we just kind of revisit Candyland and just add these more grown-up possibilities that's really fun yeah it is it is pretty cool so but it have, was a relaxing way it. to transition her into like or take her mind off of the fear of the unknown for sure so think about yeah. these things like imagine that you've got someone there with you that you trust and that we're you know we're just flying on these like flying would be amazing so that would be in the world flying flight in your world yeah flying? definitely cool. it's one of those are still my favorite dreams are when i'm flying and not soaring like a bird but just high enough to look into everyone's backyard <laughs> <laughs> two stories hi <laughs> But just a little bit higher, so you know, I don't want to yeah. get nicked by, oh, a, right. by a tell tree, or you know, oh, okay, I don't want to have okay. to pay that much attention. But but you're right, maybe I would also have you know, a, a I would vision. like to fly as high as just <laughs> over a fence, 
exactly right <laughs> like go up and down i mean that would be part of it is that you get right you're not talking about like flying where you can't see the world anymore and you're in the clouds no no, no very manageable i view. want a bird's eye view of what people what is going on for everybody these two anecdotes you just told me remind me i, I have to get this down on a recording or something because i always have this thought but it's like your child maddie's issue with Sleep, uh, yeah. wake turning into sleep right. and then you flying there's that ancient Taoist thing do you know Chang Tzu or Lao's no Chang Tzu the, the war of art no, the, no he that's Lao no that's uh, Sun Tzu there's a bunch of zoos back then <laughs> do you think there or is it just one guy back then making all the books yeah he's just changing his name I just pictured uh, like all the books are in a collection called we bought a zoo <laughs> But it's TZU. That's great. <laughs> it was perfect. Damn it. Uh, oh. That movie's old now. But Chang Zhu had the... Uh, um, or wh- or this, maybe... It it's a classic be, thing where it's like... It's a Taoist thing where yeah. it's like, was I uh, dreaming I was a butterfly or or was I uh, a butterfly dreaming I'm me now? Oh. And every time I think about that now as an older person, right. I'm not as mystical anymore. My right. instant thought is... You were dreaming you were a butterfly. <laughs> that magic's like God, you know? Gone. That's sad because I was actually contemplating it. And that's really, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. funny. No, but I, I'm not, I'm not familiar with My it. listeners don't contemplate stuff like that anymore. You don't know. <laughs> maybe they do. If they're closeted about being weirdos, maybe there's somebody yelling at you about which zoo it Can is. You imagine it's Dr. It's Zeus. <laughs> Dr. Zeus. <laughs> right? Tease uh, it. I, I just love that the whole listenership of utopia to me is closeted weirdos <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure but some of them talk out loud online right uh, and then busted got, oh geez okay so you're flying yeah. i love that like right. a bird uh but just not nothing too crazy nope and, still like uh, just the ability to fly and everyone could do it i think that would be amazing and the planet is as is now it's like canada there's yes like, i i like it i want it yeah. to be I would like to implement these changes into an environment I feel familiar with that would make it more realistic that. to me, right? Like I like and I love I love where we live. I don't want to change the climate or the temperature. I would like uh us to have been more mindful about climate change. That would be another thing is that uh yeah. corporations would be ethical, so we would be doing things right. Mm-hmm. Right? I would let's say I would love to um without having a really great knowledge of either indigenous culture or true matriarchal cultures, I would like uh, just, you know, just for a trial, why don't we all decide that patriarchy had has had a good run mm-hmm. and organized religion. Fantastic. You guys, I think you got your yayas out with how many thousands of years you, you've had a go. So let's revert back and, and imagine if, uh, you know, the uh, white people came to North America and instead of going, you, they're doing this wrong and we will give you our disease and uh, whoever's left, you're going to do it our way. And instead we, we, we'd arrive and, and be like, we're going to stay here until, you know, we've uh, fluid melded and, and then teach us your ways. Yeah. And, and that would be, I would love to be living like that now and flying and yeah. the topography looking the same and, well, the you same. would fly over like a Cree group or something. You'd be like, teach right. me your ways. But they'd be like, teach me your ways. You're the one fly? flying. And we would do it. That would be a decent swap. You know how I had this thought recently. You know how people are always like, because I'm also a comedian that would love 
to not live in LA and I would love Canada to be very comfortable for the entertainment industry, more comfortable. But like, so, but yeah, we always have this thing where it's like, yeah, but Canada doesn't have a culture. Canada's like, I know, but do you think it even matters? No, but you know what I I thought? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so anymore. But right, like, look what you're doing. You're a superstar on on a podcast, podcast superstar. <laughs> is that right? right? You've cornered the market. <laughs> They'll weigh in with but, their droning voices. We think you're. Awesome. <laughs> we think you are. Uh, <laughs> you are our leader. What was I? Well, yeah, like we don't have a culture to a degree. Yes, because we're still brand new, baby fresh for the most part, but. Also, I think we don't have a culture because we collectively uh, repress it because it's awful. Like mm-hmm. what you were just talking about right. with the Aboriginal people. For sure. Oh my, it's shameful. So like we can't, like American Americans did that too. Right. And just as bad or worse. I know, but they're doubling down on it. But they also had like civil wars and stuff right. and wars against the British. So they have these establishing... Do you see what I'm saying? I suppose, but my no, thinking... I know. <laughs> I, I, I agree, think they're but. doubling down on their, you know, their, like, this, uh, the, rather than admit that they've screwed up so badly, it's like, they, no, this is every man for themselves, right? It's that whole idea of, hmm. uh, um, you know, you can you can raise yourself up from nothing. No, you, that's, that is not possible right. anymore, right? And, and, but I agree with you with... Um, that that we are not uh that i think we're deeply self-conscious uh, as a country about yeah because in canada if you want to be like think of like we have a rich culture with like a rich past then we have to go through some super super hard times for generations of re- right uh reparations and right that we're not even honesty right but that we're not even doing right i mean i don't no. think there's a single person who you know when that the commission came out about um, the 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 schools, you know that indigenous people have been sent to. Like it, it's so it's so horrifyingly wrong. I don't. I can't imagine anybody would be like those were the good old days, right? So the the fact that we we haven't just um, stopped until it's fixed. Like like let us not do anything else until we address this. I, I'm, it's kind of. Amazing to me that we just well you know we're gonna have a we're gonna table another commission or we we're really gonna look into that or we're gonna just put a little band aid on this situation I don't know um, I'm not, yeah I'm I not think speaking for like intelligible really... I'm speaking emotionally no but that's, it feels like that's exactly how I speak thing. about things uh, <laughs> it's easier otherwise. I've had political conversations where I'm like okay I'm just gonna go uh, light myself on fire in this garbage can over here because <laughs> you're smart <laughs> right uh, right but yeah no uh, I think. Uh, emotional sensitive people the idea is mostly usually too overwhelming yeah. and then for for proud uh uh assertive people um it's easier to not think about it and move forward in, the, in their own personal life it's interesting that you, you say the differences are uh assertive and sensitive for me the difference would uh, be yeah. um uh, someone who's I'm who's, trying to be polite, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like for me, it's about about um, self awareness, right? Like once you uh, t- or take right. responsibility, and once you own your shit, and once you are uh, interested in 
in being uh, awake. I, I don't know that, like, you can't do it halfway. So you either choose ignorance, and that's, I would say, most people, except for your listeners, and, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and then and, and people who, who pay attention, and they're the, the rabble-rousers, right? And, they're, and then the, at either end of the extreme are the people who, um, who will not stop until they're heard uh, from, from either position, right? Do you, as an artist, try to incorporate that into your your work? Uh, yeah, I do try. Uh, like what I have been pursuing, because now I've I'm I've been doing it thirty one years almost exactly, and um, I'm, I'm fifty four. Um, th- I've done so so many different uh, comedy, so many different ways, but because of um, the you know my my primal wounds or my the the core issues that I'm dealing with, I still ha- have to figure out um, who I am exactly, which is what I love about comics who yeah who know their style right like they are like Brent Butt for example is someone he yeah. he he seems to know himself. And, and has never wavered, regardless of what he's done. Like he's any subject matter is all filtered through this very uh, uh, in, intentional knowing. Even if, when I say intentional, even if he hasn't thought about it, right? Like it's this: this is who I am, and this is I'm happy with it, and right. I'm gonna keep working this thing. And for me, I've always been: well, who do I need to be to get this thing I want? And so it, it feels like constantly. Um, uh, trying to figure out what works for That's very an interesting audience. to me because I've always only known you, uh, even peripherally, as mm-hmm. a just a co- fellow comedian, as a completely solid, well-defined character. Really interesting. Yeah, so come it's, on. I mean, it's such a struggle for me. Well, I um, know what you mean, though, because I can relate. And right. I think when it comes to political stuff, Especially because I might be one of those guys, like I was saying, that gets overwhelmed. Yeah. That I decide, basically, like, why don't I not be the political guy? Right. And I can talk about that stuff in private with people. Right, right. But I'll work hard to to illustrate um, my, yeah, neuroses or insecurities. Sure. or Or even just funny thoughts. So I'm the clown that cheers people up. Right. You know oh my I mean? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, but that's sort of like what you were kind of saying, I think. Kind of. Although, but. you know, the, uh, as we both know, like a- anything that isn't that isn't who you are, it, it's not going to uh, it, it's not going to sustain, right? Like you'll either find out directly in front of an audience, nope, that's not right. the, that is whatever this is, they don't like it. And I'll walk off the stage and I'll feel the same way myself. So what I've been uh, trying to do these last few years, and again, it's it's with the um, all these years of experience behind me now, is to try to match who I am uh, off stage uh, with who I am on stage. So to for there to be very little difference, and and the the um, reason is because I'm ready. I think I'm strong enough uh, personally. Again, with all the work I've been doing in therapy, to understand that it's still a job and not. A, um, uh, someone liking me or not, a, even though what That's, I want yeah. is to be the most vulnerable, right? But uh, the, be the most vulnerable I can be on stage because I'm gonna I'm gonna try to reveal who I am to you on stage, 
and it may have it be match the person who I am off stage, but the but the response hmm. won't be um, personal. Yeah, it won't be personal. That's because, insane. Right? right? So know. many no, but so many comedians should hear that mm-hmm. and and remember that because that's exactly what happens. Because uh, you have to basically yeah, if you're a good comedian, that really. Well, no, there's like those one-liner, you guys, but you know what I mean? Like if you're, the, on your if style, you're that type right? of comedian yeah. that your thing is to bring people really into your world and, and be sure. vulnerable and then to not take it personally on a bad night, like right. what the hell? I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think, I think everyone feels, uh, feels it personally re- regardless of, of how a show goes, but mm-hmm. for, um, to walk away and because it really isn't your business what what people think of you right that's it's not why would why would uh, someone else's opinion um be more important than what you think of yourself so yeah, it's like finding the proper measure of uh, amount of pride to have it is it's true right when we've like, got a big enough yeah. ego to think we are good enough to go out there and you know i get to have the talking stick and and then fragile, so fragile that you're laid low by an audience who thinks you're shit. Or online now, like in social media. When I started, I didn't have to deal with with the stuff that, you know, where you get, can tweet something and somebody will will, kill you. personally will come back and say something horrible. Yeah, like you should be dead. Yeah. That happens all the time now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Okay, so... We're flying. We're flying. You're good. You're really good. But you're out. You're out. Your fans know this. <laughs> They're looking at their watches. He's watch. He's gonna bring it back around. No, what we just talked about. I think. Oh my god. Uh, every comedian should hear that because it's so true. We get killed. We live literally show by show. It's true. Um, Never end. Even with the baby being born, it's. Uh, second most magical moment in my life first is all the indian food you brought nice (laughs) then baby (laughs) but then even then it's like i spent almost two weeks just with kathleen yeah and the baby and it's super super lovely right but um on tuesday i was like i'm going for a walk i just had to get out and i didn't even think about it i walked straight uh i went straight to the subway (laughs) went to comedy bar jump asked to jump on stage did it and then came back and literally felt like a new man. Yeah. Because it had been two weeks of That's not... That's amazing. It's true. So it's like... Yeah. It really is personal. It like is. Like it really is... You need it. Yeah. You need it. And you, you need that approval. And then you have to like... Uh, not... Yeah. When you don't get right. the approval, you have to not take it personally. It's so it crazy. It is true. I mean, but without stand-up... I, I don't know who I am. Like, that's how important it is to yeah. me and how much I, I truly love it. And, and the fact that I, <clears throat> excuse me, I never, I sort of never take it for granted. That's why, you know, when, when speak, when people speak of me in the ways that you were describing, like you've done this and you've done that, but it's, it's really like, how am I going to do tonight? Right. Like, I, yeah. there's no guarantee. And that is the best part about it is that even after all these years, uh, I don't know how it's going to go tonight. I don't know how it's going to go. Can't wait. Can't wait to find that out. Yeah. So, so there would be uh, stand up comedy every night in my perfect world. So I would fly over the thing. We would have this, uh, uh, we'd be living more uh, ethically, more responsibly, more mindfully, hopefully in a matriarchal society, in, in largely. With indigenous values, why not? 
right? Like, why not? Is there a balance between patriarchy and matriarchy? Nope. It, it's got to no, be. It's, it. no. Pendulum swings the other well, way. Just let's give it a shot, <laughs> right? Is I'm it, cool with that. I mean, uh, yes. I was raised by a, a, a strong, independent mom. Clearly. Can't wait to meet her. Yeah, you've already heard about her. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I just right like and if then it, if and then so but here's be wishy washy. I don't want to. I don't want to make it. I don't want to jeopardize it right now. Let's just imagine that that yeah. um, we're not having to think about uh, to critique it. So and I won't do that cisgendered white male you. hetero thing knee jerk thing where I go, why can't all lives matter or whatever that shitty thing is. Well, you you, you seriously you, that you're being you, that you're saying that on purpose, like you know why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, I'm those, saying. Who are those people? No, like, no. I'm saying like I'm not going to be. That. No, because you would have like. It's like what's it like? Because there is that. That's the issue right now in the world. Is like uh, men will be like, "What's your perfect? Okay, you're so upset. What's your perfect utopia?" And then someone, another person with a different perspective, will say, well, "Let's try a matriarchy or something, for example." Right. But then what's happening is then that uh, stubborn, arrogant person will go. But why does it have to be like you just ask them their perspective, let people have their perspective. I think that's what's happening in the world right now is the changes. People aren't need to more realize they don't have to have their opinion about other people's perspective. I don't don't understand what is so I do see what you're saying. And I really appreciate it. And I and I'm grateful to you for um, being so thoughtful about it. You know, it's it's the same thing um, around like ever since. um, uh, the Giangameshi scandal oh, yeah. uh, hit, and the, and the the fallout in terms of. Um, I just realized I went, oh yeah, like as if like <laughs> I had to let people know that. Oh yeah, I remember that horror. <laughs> right. Well, the door, and and you know, the yeah. only reason I bring it up is, um, there I, I've I've felt I felt then, and I there's parts of me that even uh, in the wake of the. Um, the, the verdict recently was that I want to hear from guys. I want to hear what guys have to say. And then as soon as, and from the good guys, the quote unquote good guys. And then when they do, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear from the guys. So I can't, I can't figure it out. No, I'll either. tell you, I think be, the, it's a nice thing you said that you think I'm being so thoughtful, but I will admit that I've forced myself to be thoughtful over the last few years because I also am aware of in my mind having the knee-jerk reactions of like stop complaining everything's nice like i have you can catch yourself if you listen you can catch yourself having this quote-unquote privileged perspective that other people are ranting about right but so you you either end up having to be super thoughtful and right and letting your and not worrying about having an opinion or you're just a shithead that's holding people back you know right. what I mean? I do know what you mean. So it's pretty I, 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 intense I know, right now. <laughs> I love the idea of of considering uh, what is so threatening about being told that you have privilege and entitlement, or being asked to check it. Like, what is so threatening about it? It's not like it's going to change if you admit that you have it, or that you know. So I, I it, it's it's straight. Like, I mean, we have a shit ton of privilege between us not just because you're a dude but we're both caucasian we're educated like this we got all we have are white people problems yeah i think sometimes when i try to think about where that comes from is like maybe it's just uh the uncomfortableness of having like a guilt complex now you know what i mean like 
It's really, and I'm not. No, I'm not. But I'm not justifying right. it. I'm just saying it probably comes from a discomfort. But, but even the discomfort is a privileged discomfort. <laughs> it's like oh, I feel, it never ends. Do you see what I'm saying? Like <laughs> oh, I'm uncomfortable. And then a disen- right. a real disenfranchised right. person is like fuck you. So then, so then back to utopia. Yeah. So um, rather than needing therapists, which you suggest, what if there were a, a way to be able to communicate? Uh, empathically, telepathically, mm-hmm. right? So, because we know that word, words are a limitation. Like, you want to tell someone you love me, this moment that you're having with Kathleen and your baby. Like, there's so much love. How do you, like, to just say, I love them and I love this, it isn't, uh, doesn't capture the depth of your feeling. I can tell by the look on your face, it succeeded it. <laughs> wow, man, I don't like them that much. <laughs> so, what, what I'm saying is like... Feelings it, over. No, uh. <laughs> like imagine if I could just... Uh, we, well, we I was just, thinking when you said that, I was thinking of hugging and kissing, but you can't do that uh, no, without people's I, consent. <laughs> I'm talking about like Avatar style tales with the, you know, the yeah. things. And Which just, James Cameron just announced he's making five sequels to that movie. Really? That's the rest of his life he's making Avatar movies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope he lives past five <laughs> Avatar movies, but come on, James, you're dead. <laughs> Holy cow. That's, wow, that's, to talk about doubling down. Well, you're asking me now to come up with your sci-fi uh, explanation. I don't know. What do you, what do you picture when you think of that? Five of them? No, no, I mean, oh. you're the telepathic oh, the, communication. The, just like the tales, you know, the, the, the tales that entwine. You want... Us to have tales I don't want your... us to have t- tales. I'm just saying yeah. uh, like that, that there's some way Something that you connect like that. with another person. So it's not that it's on all the time and you're being bombarded by random people's thoughts, but you, there is a deliberate way. You know, we, we, we are each autonomous, but we can connect like with another person. You can person. choose how to talk. You can choose how to connect. Right. Like if you, if your words are failing you, you know what? It's easier for me. Like, you know, our fingers, pointer fingers touch. And then suddenly, oh, I know what you mean to say. I know the depth of that feeling you're I talking about. I just imagined a whole new myriad of miscommunication arguments <laughs> just like other realms of miscommunication wow are you sure you're not hungarian because that is the kind of i'm not hungarian but i'm paranoid and uh, right. full of sorrow yeah, it's pretty much it's the same then you are a, an honorary hungarian yeah uh here's another okay i like that do you because my joke like aside but it. that's an issue right. i could see but this okay. is your world i'm sure it works right well in my world that what you the thing that you want to convey would happen successfully there would be not the miscommunication <clears throat> the thing you're saying about stand-up too though like you uh have ended up learning more and more about yourself Right. As a person, as you go, because of the trials and tribulations of being a stand-up. Correct. So, in this perfect utopian, when you're flying to gigs every night right. and you land, are you killing every show? Mm, See? I don't know that I... I don't know. Be, because, the, because stand-up doesn't change. No, I don't think yeah. there's an end of the road. I don't think that the that the, the journey... I used to think that, you know, I used to rail in therapy... Um, until I understood that, which is, again, there's a whole, like, really, life is about managing your expectations. And, you know, disappointment comes when you have not lined these things up 
properly and I would mm-hmm. you know go into therapy I'm like why am why am I still dealing with this shit and yeah. the truth is I expected to take myself in like the car repair got to fix something's rattling fix this and uh instead uh, the best I can hope for is to manage this shit. I can't actually replace a, a faulty part with a brand new part. I, I have to figure out how to manage all the faulty parts. And that's, uh, you know, that's really hard to accept about yourself that I'm always going to be this way. You know who I kind of love? <clears throat> Socrates. Because at the end of his life, he's like this wise man that right. created philosophy yeah. basically for all of us. Right, right. And at the end of his life, he was like, I don't know shit. I'll drink the poison. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like his whole thing was like, why are you saying or walking around like uh, saying that you know something? Right. It's kind of like what you're saying. The journey is, it's, yeah, it's multifaceted. You can, you just explore, you just, you don't come to a complete, a completion ever. You're just exploring different facets. For sure. Whatever the mood or year, you know? And yet, like I said, I started out maybe naively. I don't, I don't know how I, you know, like my, as a Hungarian, that bleakness is is universal, as I was explaining culturally before we even started this thing. So over why Indian I food. ever thought, over me watching you eat Indian food, over why I ever thought like the, I, I would reach a finished place. And now I'm starting to, and maybe it's something about being 54 as opposed to 34, like when you know maybe it takes this long to realize wow it really is a journey or maybe some people realize it a lot sooner uh and i'm just a really slow learner but you know this i'm starting to enjoy uh not knowing and that's also new so it's very liberating to uh, to let go of of needing certainty that's yeah that's very interesting everybody definitely has a different journey but especially you know an artistic person the cliche is they seem to be a bit more introspective than some other people so maybe uh, you would think do you think that's a cliche because most people think that we're just these show monkeys and you know you're funny you're why aren't you on all the time i i'm i often feel why can't i be funny uh off stage like naturally i'm not that person oh god that made me so sad why (laughs) like maybe you're right and i didn't consider that there's so many people that are like yeah just dance for me right and they don't yeah. yeah, you're not as funny as you're on stage. But those, I'm but even those people, attention. if they have that thought about us or whatever, now I'm like making us a gang, <laughs> the weirdos. <laughs> no, but if they have like that thought, but are, are you know, maybe those are the type of people that uh, never learn anything about themselves the whole journey. They just right. kind of get in this groove, right. and then is that an enjoyable life? I don't I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I, that's I'm. Ignorance I wonder that too. That's what they say, right? Like, so is it better to be ignorant or do you, they, I mean, I don't, I genuinely don't know I, because I have, uh, I'm leaning in to transformation and trying to be as self-aware as possible. I do know that there's no going back. Like you can't be half awake. So you either want to choose it or you don't know that you're not choosing it. And then you're just happily ignorant, but I can't imagine, you know, so then it just, then what? So then aware people just end up tolerating idiots? <laughs> is that what it's like? It honestly seems like the human race is evolving into two factions right now. <laughs> the ones that humor idiots and the idiots. Yeah. 
Because I was thinking about this the other day. This whole like presidential race that we yeah. were talking about earlier yeah. and everybody knows is uh it's made it's made a lot of politically cor- mind, correct minded people right start being like can we just say they're idiots or right. can we say these this group of people are dumb please right right because it's like you know you can't uh anyways it's just getting crazy it is it is it's very it's very difficult it's like you were saying with the with the students who protested the yoga like when do you what is cultural appropriation anymore when it it can is it isn't it everything almost? <laughs> this is another thing we talked about during right, the indian food right. we've already had an other hour of conversation <laughs> guys totally did. <laughs> and i feel bad that, that we've chased kathleen and the baby are they just walking around the block waiting for us to be done they're just outside oh, looking sh- up at the balcony i'm oh, gonna put a no. flag over <laughs> a sock yeah. you can come up now yeah if there's a sock on the door handle i'm having <laughs> a, a podcast <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is great. Okay, can you just uh, for the last uh, little yeah. bit here okay. and, and more, we can talk about other things no, too. No, but I'm good. just uh, I, I, this is very. I, I had an interesting idea while uh, one of us was rambling on about something mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but you you made a good point about the okay. So in your utopia, the matriarchy would just rule, sure. and you're like, let's not mince words. Right. Let's not make it a... For sure. We're yeah. all holding Wishy-washy. hands. Exactly. It's matriarchy yeah, style. Yeah, right. Why not? So, yeah. just as an intrigued uh, man... Sure. What does... Just say contrarian. Contrarian. Take the gender No, I'm not even it. a contrarian. Oh, okay. oh, I'm just a contrarian no matter what. Eh? Pretty much. Shit. <laughs> uh, goddamn testosterone. <laughs> um, that's fine. I love it. Um, oh, see those vitamin D drops? Yeah. Kathleen puts those on her nipples and then the baby has them on the n- genius. Yeah. Uh, that's a genius. Midwives, man. Midwives rule. <laughs> right? And that's like that's they a, would be the vice presidents in the matriarchy. So that's what I'm saying. What does the matriarchy look like in your that's utopia? That's what I'm saying. Right there. Because it's people, like all these little insider tips. But this is like you're fifty four, you're saying? Yeah. So there's gonna be early twenties feminists right. listening to this for sure being like we want the matriarchy too but right but at the demanding, end of the day what does the matriarchy rule sure. look like yeah let's, let's i mean hear a version right because you've got generational uh conflicts as well right like all the different waves of feminism and it is the it is the the hallmark of um uh, well, you said that you did the feminist show here, the Friday one at Saving Gigi. The, yeah, that's right. No, uh, yeah, uh, it's a Wednesday show. Wednesday, Jess Bolius. Yeah. Do you notice a difference with like generations just even doing that show? Oh, or? definitely. Yeah, oh, for sure. So I think like we're apparently I don't know is this the fourth wave of feminism? But you know what hap- what tends to happen is you know you you always reject what uh, what came before you. Uh, even though you're st- you are literally standing on those giants, your ability to disregard everything is directly from what the groundwork they laid uh, before you. So um, I know that it, it causes tension, but I think that the most mindful people uh, recognize that they don't have all the answers from the oldest generations and welcome this uh, consideration of uh, of of the lives um, people are experiencing. 
uh, in their twenties now, right? Like there, I don't want to make a judgment, but it is completely different, mm-hmm. right? I, I didn't grow up with social media. I, right. I don't have that same desire to, uh, expose myself or, or share. And it, when we were talking about, you know, co-opting culture, you're saying that because you love Indian food. My wonder is, um, as a 50 year old, four year old woman, can I adopt the, the lingo, the slang of, 20 year olds or am I co-opting youth now? Right. Like I, it's something I've thought about. I've, I've been toying with the idea of making it funny, but I, I haven't been able to figure it out. It's well, I'm right now. I think with your age, as you said, mm-hmm. 54 and your wisdom, right. not just as um, a person, but also as a comedian, also as a woman, right. also as a gay woman, what is would this matriarchy oh, world, world doing, look like? Oh, you're still you're you well, because you didn't just well because we're, we're so I, well, excited about all the topics. I know, and I think that like I don't have um like I, I if the answer you're looking for is Napoleon a very was a woman right if maybe yes there Napoleon, would be no Napoleon there would no there well there but there are lots of tiny women I think I suffer from a Napoleonic <laughs> complex so maybe I'd be a good person to be in charge except I I wouldn't want to be so there would be no organized religion there would be you know we see these versions of what the world could be like um you know game of thrones they've got the two religions they've got the you know the um the red god that's the one god and then the the gods and we also saw that that on on battlestar galactica so um none of them are perfect i don't know if you know then do we go to spirits in the way uh, indigenous culture does uh, i'm not 100% sure can i can i just leave it as vague as we um we we run it beyonce easily the supreme leader yeah. and but she has a council of uh of now if i women. do i live there nope <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you can submit all your questions through a little slot and we'll promise to look at them. Your utopia <laughs> is men looking at your happy life through a slot in a door. But they get to, you know, you can fly in your own zone. I don't know. It just smells like a hockey bag. It smells like urine and we're all like looking at your right? beautiful you, world sure. through a hole. That, you're, the, the way you're describing my world is the way you're fleshing it out is getting better and better <laughs> yeah because i was going to say if yeah. i am in your yes, if beautiful yes, perfect course. utopian yep. world mm-hmm. can i think beyonce's butt is incredible or okay. will i get destroyed no no of course no there would be room for for all these things and i think <laughs> for all these there, things. the reason why chris is you know comes back to the having a telepathic empathy and telepathy. So right. I'd be able to understand your uh, intention and I'd, you know, be, you'd be held accountable. This is st- suddenly reminding me of another awesome thing. Um, uh, this, this sci-fi writer, local guy, Sawyer, I think is his name, Hominids. Do you know the trilogy at all? This no. sounds like it would be right up your alley. But it, it proposes a um, parallel universe that existed We've got Earth developed with Homo sapiens, but another uh, world developed with um, uh, Cro-Magnon. That was the like hominids yeah. were the the superior, like they were the ones that where the tree branched off. And so they're kind of like the time machine. It is kind of like Wells. yeah, a little bit like the time machine, but in yeah. it, it not 
obviously it's not a direct ripoff I'm, and I'm not doing it justice, <laughs> but there is a way that they had Sorry. eliminated crime yeah. where everyone had, uh, has these, um, uh, cameras that record their behavior. So every, you know, the, the cameras that we're arguing that police need to wear all the time. Right. Yeah. So imagine everyone having that and you could, you're, Oh, I've be, heard of this. Yeah. I have heard of that. Okay. So then you would... That sounds good. You would... Ju- well, just in the sense that... No, I mean, the book sound interesting. Oh, the book, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's something that I'd want in the utopia, but what I'm saying is that because you'd be able to... Uh, under- we'd be able to understand each other better. You'd be able to, like, to have empathy telepathically. Like You wouldn't have to try to think about someone else. Like Victimhood would be uh, eliminated because mm-hmm. you would be able to... You'd be fully accountable and you'd be able to... Uh, fully understand where someone else is coming from. And so if there were any um, uh, mismatches, I know you're seeing, I, all I see is miscommunication. <laughs> all, and for me, all I'm no, seeing is great or clear. Yeah. But so if it is utopia, then we just, misunderstandings are cleared up easily and quickly. And so of course, men and whatever the things they think of, if you, th- you know, her butt is everything. Hey, that's super sexist. And then I would, empathetically or telepathically be able to understand uh, your deeper appreciation of this or the fact that you have uh, an appreciation of her anatomy doesn't preclude the fact that you think she's the supreme leader. Yeah. Or something. I mean, you know, I'm just yeah. spitballing here. I love it. There is uh, that case. I, I forget. A friend of mine played it. Um, a first person, uh, I forget what it was, a story where she, uh, uh, transgender, became a man Mm -hmm. and then once got the the testosterone injections going uh, Mm -hmm. like crazy. I'm sorry, I really don't know the right terminology, maybe. But um, anyways, as soon as the testosterone was like in there, uh, he was like, oh, crap. You know, yeah. I'm so horny. Right, right. I'm looking at butts and boobs wow. all the time. Wow. I never knew. So there is like that weird <laughs> thing that men can never argue. Like it's in our nature. I'm right, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it freaking is, man. Wow. I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. I ruined your utopia by justifying my dink. Right. So, <laughs> but it it does. The fact that you I'm can't so see sorry. that you're a contrarian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, doesn't, it just helps you I've flesh said. out your world more. Right. You're like, no. Right. To have to defend it against your dink. You're not coming in, Chris. I'm still at the yeah. slot. You know, it's, it'll be for everybody but you, really. Because it's just too much. I like that. This is really great stuff. I think the only thing I would add, because I don't know how much time we've got left, is uh, comic books. So it would be a oh, world yeah. filled with comic book calvin and Hobbes would still be running and oh, yeah. those ideas would not be they would be fresh and innovative and uh did you see the comic mm-hmm. that the uh, sorry the calvin and Hobbes guy bill uh, watterson uh, yeah bill watterson made about um doing the job you love instead no, of the no, job you think you're supposed no. to do Okay, I'm going to show it to you after okay, we cool. wrap this up. In, you'll you'll in cry. A Calvin I'll, Hobbes strip? I'll see you crying. In, real in a life. Calvin Hobbes strip? No, Calvin and Hobbes style illustration, mm. but he made it recently. Oh, nice. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. I've seen some of the stuff he's done online. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I haven't seen that one. He can uh, get those heartstrings going. He's amazing. Well, when my kids had one of their pets die, I pulled out the Calvin and Hobbes with the little raccoon because I was like, I know who can explain this better than I can. Crazy. We had a good cry about it, yeah. Okay, good. So you're flying around. 
doing comedy shows all the time in this matriarchal right. uh, world. Beyonce is the supreme leader. Let's say. I'm just saying. She's a placeholder until we figure out how we want to run the matriarchy. Perfectly good place to start. Right. And she's there's a council of knowledgeable whims. And even though I made the joke earlier, I actually for real love Beyonce for real reasons. I don't know anybody. I think she's if you don't, I don't want to know you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, people were angry right? at the Super Bowl thing. That formation thing was you amazing. Idiots. And, I know. and let's, can we just, and I mean, she is who she is. And then you get Kendrick Lamar coming out, what, two weeks later, the Grammys. And that was incredible. he doesn't get any of the backlash she did. Who does, who does this uppity black woman right. think she is? It's still something like misogyny trumps everything still. See, I don't be pulling out your dank, man. No, no, it's great. I'm serious. Like I, you're totally right. I thought both, um, both performances were moving and special, right. and I didn't make the connection of the backlash. Oh, she was towards she was Beyonce. Hammered. Yeah, right. Like disrespectful. Please, what is she doing? Rubbing it in, rubbing what? Her her power, her strength, yeah. her art, her artistry. It was it was so amazing. Cool. That that whole video and yeah and Kendrick Lamar as well. Anyway, I, you know, we've got lots of uh, problems in this world. It's great to think about a utopia, but man, it would be it would be great if we just uh, you know did right by the, all the people that we've got now. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. I think we should. And anything uh, coming up, comedy wise? There's always something coming up. Okay, you gotta find me. But I'm very elusive. That's another thing. I won't tell you where I am. It's such an issue. I feel, what if people don't want to come? Well, we'll in your utopia, we'll look up to the sky yes, and hopefully up, see you flying by. Like a bat sign. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It was a blast. Yes, I had a great blast, time, blast. Chris. It was really nice getting to know you. And hey. your tank. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Take care. All right, everyone. And that was Elvira. Kurt, Elvira, thanks so much for coming on uh, Utopia to Me. And thanks so much for the heaps of Indian food. It's the, literally the kindest thing anyone's ever done i mean you know my parents have done nice things for me in the past they raised me they gave me money to take second city courses uh in the year 2000 and 2001 but here's the thing they never bought me that much indian food that's really the nicest thing ever uh guys uh elvira's always doing tons of stand-up go see her she's uh follow her on twitter to find out more of what's going on with her at l to the v uh on twitter at el to the v e e and that's elvira on twitter and then follow us of course too at utopia to me tweet us and uh tell us what you're up to and uh promote this podcast man we keep getting more and more listeners i love it thank you so much and if you feel like ever saying hey i love this podcast and you want to promote it i would appreciate that too um and then also follow me at chris lock fun i'm your host and i'm on twitter and i'm always writing stupid jokes um and then i'm also promoting stand-up and maybe you'll even hear a couple jokes new jokes now about what it's like to be a freaking tired dad so the thing is you guys are the best thanks so much for listening but you know what here in toronto at least it's spring again beautiful sun is out uh my cats are out and um, I'm going to go outside and walk to get breakfast and put the sun in my face. And you should do the same. Get some uh, uh, English-style bangers and uh, some potatoes, maybe some eggs, and uh, 
Just eat it outside by the now blossoming flowers, okay? So go do that. Enjoy yourself. Please have a good time. Thank you. Thank you.